0: Hi and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth. This is our annual trip to InfoSec where we get to talk to the best and most influential people in the cybersecurity industry. Sit back and enjoy the next few weeks of our brilliant coverage from this fantastic event. So hi and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth and it's uh, lovely to have you but first and foremost let's kick off with what's your name and where'd you come from?
1: Hi, my name's Mike Travis. I'm uh, director for UK and Ireland for Mandiant which is a fire eye company and we're the professional services and consulting arm. Uh, We deal with uh, the incident response end of things um, alongside helping people fix things when they go badly wrong, as well as helping them with understanding their organization and how they can protect and make badness less likely.
0: Well, that's good. because I like that strap line. As (laughs) we're learning from (laughs) from Inficit this year, (laughs) and as we've learned every year that we've been here, badness gets worse every year you know every year we say oh yeah so this year it's it's this thing and it's it's more of a nuisance than a than a complete disaster and the the level of risk that's associated to it is is more just nuisance than than real disaster and then the next year it's yeah the sort of the the, the level of risk associated to this year's you know crop of, of exploits and vulnerabilities it's a bit higher and this year it's been it's just horrible you know everything out there's very little nuisance um sort of nastiness out there anymore it's you know it's real nasty stuff it's you know everyone's trying to find every possible way to either you know leverage and this is the thing it's gone from people trying to steal money and things to people finding ways to monetize you as a computer or as an organization Mm. things like the crypto jacking stuff you There was some startling
2: stuff yesterday weren't weren't there. It's just just been horrible. It's been horrible. And I think as well if you layer on top of that there's the badness there's the maliciousness but then also another trend that i think we've seen over the course of the the last couple of days has been um the accidental
1: yes yeah you yeah. know the I'm
2: the unintentional you know <laughs> not breach but user behavior where yeah. either y- you, know, you inadvertently exposing yourself or, or, or company assets in data yes skip over that comment quickly <laughs> um, but yeah it's it, yeah it's it, it all it is all just mounting up mounting up mounting yeah. up and growing isn't it i, I, I
1: think it is uh, y- you were saying you know this year's worse than last and you know 12th of may last year and wannacry is emblazoned firmly on my mind um, probably yeah, the largest ransomware attack we've seen globally yeah. ever followed shortly afterward by NotPetya, looked similar but was simply destructive. And as things change and as they evolve, I think you're right, things are escalating to an extent. And certainly we're seeing, you know, on the threat side of things, um, and a growth in activity around the Iranian side of things, uh, the North Koreans perhaps, Mm -hmm. as well as You know the old favourites um, that we've always known. (laughs) You know, in in the the lower numbers of APT groups um, that we've seen out there for so long. But against all of that as a backdrop, you've still got the risk of the human being, and it's a soggy thing on the end of the keyboard. You know, it comes back to your point about inadvertent exposure. Um, Hmm, That's um, a better term. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. Um, (laughs) But it is really so so hard to mitigate the mm. fact that human beings make mistakes. They're yeah. fallible. And I think we've seen a growth in technology over the last 12 months or so, and I think we'll continue to see it, in ways to try and defend and mitigate against that. But ultimately, it's all about managing risk.
2: Yeah, yeah 100%. So, so can I ask, yeah, what? how is, Uh, all this that we've just discussed, how's that shaping FireEye's proposition and strategy moving forward and what you guys are doing at Landry?
1: So, I I think it's really important to understand that technology is great, but it only takes you so far. Yes, absolutely. Um, And as the threat increases, all that happens, you can build higher and higher and higher walls so they're harder to climb over. Yeah. But every time you do that, it makes your business that little bit harder to operate as well. Yeah. And... Come back to the human factor. Human beings, as well as being fallible, are quite ingenious. And if you put in a load of controls that make their jobs difficult, they'll find a way to work around them. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes the work around is worse than not having the control in the first place. Absolutely. So it's got to be a blended approach through all of this. And with the FireEye technology stack, we can do an enormous amount to help your organization you know, protect itself and work forward. Yeah. But you have to recognise that when the bad stuff comes along,
0: is a when, not an if. Uh, exactly. So funny. If, uh, we are. Ooh. So our old head of um, security, um, head of security presales, had this term: assume breach. Hmm. There is no such thing as complete security. You should just always assume that some bit of your organisation is compromised, and you're just fighting the battle. Well, um, mm. and,
1: and the attacker only has to be lucky once. Yeah. Uh, defender's got to be lucky all of the time. yeah. yeah. And so you know, the risk management approach to that is really, really key and is building resilience into your organization to minimize the impact when things do go wrong rather than layering more and more and more security upon it in the hope that they won't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that preparedness is really, really important. I think one of the difficulties is anything with the word cyber in front has had some fairly special connotations for the last few years. And typically, if you are after some more budget, perhaps you'd stick cyber in front of whatever it was you wanted to buy, and they mm. would go, "Ah, <laughs> oh, it's yes, very, very good." You know, <laughs> and, and you'd get a check. Um, that works to a point, but cyber risk is just another flavour of risk. Mm, yes. And organisations manage financial risk and operational risk very, very well every day. Their boards understand it, and it all works. Cyber risk, on the other hand, for whatever reason, is seen to be special, and I don't think it is. It's specialist, yeah. but it's not special. It's just another flavor of risk. And to get you know, the information security and the cyber security conversation in, out of the engine rooms and into the boardroom, I think we have to you know, change that perception that cyber risk is special hmm. and simply treat it as other forms of risk and part of that is simplifying the conversation and part of it is translating it into the language that the board will recognize and understand and respond to.
2: Okay. It's interesting how many times over the years of uh, us doing these podcasts have we talking about, you know, not the point technology itself, but the business outcome, the yeah. benefit to the business. Absolutely. And yeah. it is absolutely heartening to hear yourselves as, I'm not gonna use, put cyber on the front of it but oh, as, a vendor, cool. as a vendor
0: as a vendor it's absolutely heartening to hear you guys say that as well so I suppose the question now comes how do you approach this conversation to to, yeah. make, to get it to the board level what are the sort of because I must admit you know I think every, everyone's the nirvana for every conversation has to be that it gets into where it becomes a board level conversation and I must admit you know if we're talking about other areas of the IT sphere you know, business intelligence. That's quite an easy mm-hmm. one to get to the board level yeah. because it's something that you know the CEO will use every single day. Um, if we're talking about you know the fundamental technology that his staff interact with every day, the you know the the ability to take our take you know the mobility type technologies, that's a bit easier. Security, though, this has always been one that I found is an incredibly difficult conversation to have because it's seen as an insurance policy, and I don't necessarily think unless you're talking about if we don't do this, we could end up literally on the front page of mm-hmm. you know, the Telegraph being absolutely berated left, right, and center. Mm. How, uh, you know, how do you go and get this at the I board level?
1: I think there are, there are two or three things. Um, one is to break the chain of reporting on financial and operational risk, perhaps every month at every board meeting. But cyber risk, you'll wheel out the CIO or the CISO once a year and say, hey, Fred, how's the cyber risk? And Fred says, all fine. And he goes, thanks very much, see you next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, perhaps not um, you know, clearly that's, a, that's an exaggeration but we've got to get the understanding and working with the professionals to make help them understand that what we're looking at is business risk mm. and it's risk that affects business outcomes yeah. and I think you're absolutely right the challenge has always been with security if it works well you're stopping stuff happening so how do you get credit for stuff that hasn't happened?
0: Uh, exactly, because it's all of a sudden. I mean, <laughs> the CISO could walk in and go, "I stopped a thousand attacks, mm. like literally last month," mm. which he probably has, by the way, because organizations are being pen- pinged and penetrated and attempted all the time. Sure. But you know, the reality is, how does he actually bring that to a point where the, the CEO goes, "Blimey, this is a really serious risk." I, I think. I think
1: there are opportunities. Um some of them are the conversation about this is how we would look on the front page of the Daily Mail or the Daily Telegraph. So this is a
2: real important thing. This is that risk to brand. brand. This yes. is, you yeah, you look at the operational and financial risk, but then you also look at the risk to things like, yeah, affecting staff and, and turnover. Because yeah. if you cannot enable staff to do their job properly, you'll get disaffection within the workforce. It'll probably have an impact on your staff retention rates. So, so actually, yeah, that, cybersecurity element and the policies that you take has an indirect impact on the risk and the performance of an HR team. It has a, a it an does. impact on marketing from, like you say, what, what, does, what does the brand image look like? Yep. Yeah? Yep. Certainly if you're in a B2C C market or in retail or finance and you're dealing with yeah, the general public, that weighting of that type of risk it would be completely different to say manufacturing but then again if you're in s- if you're involved in something like manufacturing you know the risk to the business of having yeah. that manufacturing ability that productivity level that interaction with suppliers complex or or or, or simple products wh- whatever you're manufacturing the logistics and supply chain that carries a completely different value of that risk but each and every single scenario is affected by It it does. The security of of the enterprise.
1: It's a business outcome. Yeah. um, And it's a negative outcome that you're trying to avoid because the reputational damage can be huge. Yeah. Mm. And is really, really hard to measure and and judge how it might be because so much will be more about how it's handled, perhaps, rather than the breach itself. Yeah. And so getting under the skin of that and really working out with your own organization... What is it that pushes the board's buttons? Uh, Non-executive directors can be a great help here because typically they've got a breadth of experience and following some changes in corporate governance over the last few years, they've got more opportunity to bring that experience to bear with their boards Mm. um, and they can be great allies in this space.
0: That's a really interesting point, one I hadn't actually thought of, but you're absolutely right because they come in as, as essentially consultants almost, right, executive mm. consultants. And yeah, they will be able to bring a bit of a maybe battle-hardened um, sort of vision yeah. into that space. So, uh, you know, we've spoken a lot about how you get out there, but how, how are organizations quantifying the risk to their organization? Because obviously every organization, I assume, has a very different risk profile, has mm-hmm. very different bits of their business that will be more at risk indeed, than others, depending... Indeed. But how do they go about starting to quantify the risk in their organization?
1: So, so I think the important thing is to really understand within your own organization, what are the crown jewels? What's the stuff that you have to protect yeah. at all cost? Yeah. And start there. Okay. You know, and work out how you can put in place the right sort of controls to really protect that which, if it does get out in th- into the wild, will be almost catastrophic to your own organization. Yeah. And you can afford to build some fairly high walls around that stuff, because typically, it's not the day-to-day standard transactional, you know, millions and millions and millions of bits going around mm. uh, at every which way. Then, it's all around the risk conversation again, as to how much risk can I take with the next tier out of my organization? Mm, right. So, you know, how much outage am I prepared to follow? Yeah. Um, and this again can be where certainly at the board level conversation talking in terms of cyber isn't always helpful. Because if you if you look right. back to say WannaCry, for example, and a lot of organizations had a lot of problems um, for you know some very, very well documented reasons. But the business outcome tended to be a problem with availability. Yeah. So rather than, you know, their you know, losing access to um, you know, a confidential piece of information or the integrity of the information, it was because they couldn't get to it was the difficulty. And that made, yeah. for example, um, again, it was well documented, some NHS trusts um, you know, closed their doors for a day or two whilst they got things back online. Mm. And so as a business outcome, that would be the same as a flood or a fire or your power yeah. going off. Yeah, And so you can link these things back into better understood, recognised scenarios that your board is comfortable oh, right. with, that. and it takes yeah. away the cyber mystique.
0: Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're going, "Ah, I can impl- I can immediately envision the the disaster, the level of sort of exactly. impact that yeah. to the business." Exactly. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And actually, because I, I don't think that you, unless you've been through one of these things where you've actually had that cyber attack that r- that happened to you, mm. you don't really, you can't as uh, I would imagine as a, as a normal board member, you probably couldn't get your head around the impact that it would have mm. to you because I suppose you just take IT for granted. Somehow. Indeed,
1: indeed. Yeah. And uh, you know, IT has become kind of ubiquitous. You know, it, it's all around us and it's just stuff
2: that happens. It's almost like a ut- it's a utility. It's another yeah. utility, Yeah, it, it's, it? it's commoditized.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think one of the things that Mandiant can do is help organizations understand how that feels yeah because if we run a cyber attack simulation or a tabletop exercise, we can work boards and you know other, other seniors in an organization through a realistic scenario where we take what we 've learned from having three hundred guys around the world on the front line dealing with major incidents day in day out and we can take that learning and build a scenario specific to an organization and run them through fantastic and I, I think what 's what's so important here think back to when you learned to ride a bike or drive a car to begin with all of your mental capacity is operating the machine rather than looking at what's going on around you and so to run tabletop exercises and regular exercises to rehearse the policies and procedures people begin to build muscle memory Mm -hmm. and so they get used to the process which gives them more capacity to deal with the incident and that's really, really
0: important. Yeah. So, you know, last few questions. How does the channel get involved with, with Mandiant? You, do, you, um, do you work closely with the channel? Do you, do you sort of get taken into lots of accounts through the reseller channel and through the FireEye reseller channel? I,
1: I hope to. Um, we've recently appointed Jason Ellis as VP for EMEA for channel. Fantastic. And he's making some great improvements, some huge changes to the way we do this and I'm working very closely with Jason to see how we can um, more effectively work together to bring the Mandiant offer and the Mandiant brand in through channel. Yeah. Because I, r- I really believe you know, what we do and how we do it, it sounds a little bit corny, you, know, we see, you know, we're, we're rooting out evil, but genuinely that's what we do. And for every time we can help an organization be a little bit better, um, defeat, you know a fairly hard attacker from mm. time to time, it chips a little bit off that you know iceberg out there of all the bad stuff yeah no and problem. it it goes a little way to making it a little bit better for everyone and I think that's really important, so to be able to scale through channel certainly is one of the things that I want to develop over the coming months
0: fantastic fantastic well look, Mike thank you ever so much for coming on. It's been an cool. absolute pleasure cool. and uh, lovely to hear uh, about how that sort of how you would get the buy-in from the top level because I, I would imagine without that everything downstream of that becomes absolutely very much more difficult
1: I, if there were one thing I would say risk by its very nature is hard to quantify, It's hard yeah. to predict so if you can't really predict it in detail keep it simple, paint big pictures make them look familiar
0: and people will buy in. Brilliant, well thank, thank you so very much state. really appreciate your time. Cool, thank, thank you, you very m- much Cheers, cheers. thank you Mike <laughs> Thank you for listening to this Infosec Security Special. We're going to be back next week with more coverage from this fantastic event. Stay tuned and speak to then.